Welcome to Kicking It with Casca, a podcast that focuses on bringing you the latest and greatest in education. Sit back, relax, and let's kick it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Casca. Today on the podcast, we have not one, but two counselor superstars. We have Nick Brummett and Alicia Jackson. And as always, my co-host, Mallory Jacobs. Mal, where are you at? Hey, hey, kicking it with Casca. We are here live in the weird capital of the U.S., Austin, Texas. And we have had the best time. We are at the 70th, yes, 70th ASCA convention. And it's also been the most popular, the largest, with over 5,000 school counselors and almost 2,000 online. This is amazing. So it has been fun. We went to a party of called Roots and Boots. We did a little line dancing, did some cornhole. It has been fantastic. And I am so excited to be with you, Hannah, and also our two special guests. So without further ado, we also have to say happy birthday to our first guest, Mr. Nick Brummett. Happy birthday, Nick. Uh, happy birthday, Nick. Thank you for having me. Thanks for sharing your birthday with us. Yeah, that's, this is a, that's a treat for us. Um, yeah, so my name is Nick Brummett. I'm a middle school counselor in Clay Center, and I have been a school counselor for six years. My role on the CASCA board is uh, to be Mallory's partner in crime. We're going to be ethics co-chairs. And so, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Go ahead, Alicia. Alicia Jackson. (laughs) Hey, guys. Um, Yeah, my name is Alicia Jackson, and I'm the uh, counseling coordinator for Olathe Public Schools. I was a high school counselor for 14 years. And, yeah, for CASCA, um, gosh, I have been lucky enough to be involved in CASCA for several years. So lots of different roles. Most lately, I've been helping with awards and might start helping with some recruitment and just letting all the school counselors in Kansas know how great our group and organization is and all the benefits that you can get from becoming a CASCA member. We are just being awesome in Austin. I'm telling you what, it is hot, hot, hot here. It is 104, going to be 108 record highs because all of this amazing awesomeness happening very close to 6th Street. So this is Nick's first time being at ASCA. And Alicia, how many years have you been coming Um, to the conferences? I've been to five. Five, that's amazing. So Nick, yeah, I want to start with you. So what drove you to come to Austin? What motivated you spending that money, making those connections to have your first time and especially on your um, birthday? Well, actually, this is my second time. Oh, it is. Okay, good to know. <laughs> and so I would say it was you. <gasps> Me? Malpal? You were like, you have to come to this. Um, no, I would say probably I was really interested in the leadership development piece. Um, I have been part of other boards, and so I'm always interested in just learning more about leadership. I love to talk about systems, and I know Mallory does not love so much about governance, but we've learned a lot about governments, policy, bylaws. Um, Yeah, I love love all that kind of stuff, financial, um, legal things. I think one of my favorite things to listen to was actually when we were meeting with the, um, I 
don't know what her name is, but she's one of the head people at ASCA who just went through. Liesl. Was it Liesl? Mm-hmm. Who talked about everything from like ESSER funding to just <clears throat> all the money that they're pouring into mental health and school counseling. And I think that they're going to be giving, is it $1 billion, maybe matching it to $2 billion mm-hmm. to increase the amount of mental health professionals and just access to mental health resources across the country. So, whoop, whoop. Hey, that was good news. That yeah. is great news. Okay, so I apologize. I thought this was your first one. It was your first LDI. So where did yes. you attend ASCA for your first time? Um, I went to Denver. Ooh. I think it was in 2017. Rocky Mountain High. high. <laughs> All of it. All right, <laughs> Alicia. Yes, ma'am. Biggest takeaway. From this one? Yes. You know, um, can I do two? I have, I have two favorites of That's every, even better. every ASCA conference that, that I've been to. First is the networking. Mm-hmm. And it is energizing not only to be around school counselors who love our profession, um, but also to kind of pick the brains of people from different states and make those connections. And um, the, the unity that you feel when you're at a, a CASCA or a ASCA conference is is contagious for sure. And I think virtual is awesome. Um, I did virtual the past two years, um, but being here in person is really special. And then obviously all of the amazing breakout sessions. There's something for everybody. Um, Even if you're in a session and you're thinking, oh, I don't know about this, you usually take one little nugget from everything that you go to. And it's, it's just amazing. That's fantastic. Thank you both so much for sharing that and sharing your personal experiences. And I want to talk about the virtual piece Mm -hmm. and also the takeaways. So when we have breakout sessions with any conference that we attend, I have FOMO Mm -hmm. because I want to go to all of them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pick just one, Mm -hmm. but that's what's so great about ASCA in the app for the conference. Not only do they have all of them listed, but they have all of the resources for every single session So if you can't attend one in person or online, you can still have the resources and you still have the contact information for the speaker. It is so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And like Hannah, go ahead, Mel. Go ahead, friend. Oh, I was gonna say, speaking of FOMO, so I'm not actually in Austin, I'm in Kansas and I have some major FOMO, but you're absolutely right. So, and counselors are the best people to connect with. Even after the fact, I can't tell you how many breakout sessions I went to when I went to ASCA last year, got the contact information. And then I said, Hey, can you tell me more? Or can you share more with me? And no, I mean, like everyone emailed me back. I've got so many more resources because of it. It's so cool. So don't be afraid to reach out because when these people put their information out there, they want to give you more stuff. Like they're excited that you're excited about what they've done and they want to share it with you. That's, I think one of the coolest things about counselors we're not guarded we're open come get it well and they really like you said they truly do mean it yeah want to share they want to help because after all we are all helpers right yeah I think something I've been impressed with is just the amount of free resources that are out there and just I know I've been sending back to my district just all these different things like all these different websites and things are giving me can you give us an example of one, Nick, that you're like really jiving with? Yeah, I just was telling Alicia about college scoreboards. So like I use, we use Excello in our school district for our college and career, like an individual plan of study platform and the college scoreboard, which is all from the government, 
has all kinds of information. Um, I was telling them that the government's really pushing for some, <clears throat> I guess, collaboration between colleges and high schools and even the workforce. And so um, they're getting ready. I think it, I think it's like a $200 million grant. I think they're gonna award 30 school districts across the um, United States to kind of start working and forming those um, collaborations and just, <clears throat> they were talking about how the government is really working with the workforce because they're seeing how education is impacting um, not just the economy as a whole. And so there's, they're putting, putting a lot more money into um, the workforce and college and career readiness, which is really going to be beneficial for us in the future. Because Very cool. Yeah. I mean, it's really like vertical alignment, right? Yeah. <laughs> we talk about that in school all the time, and it's the same kind of concept. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So that was one resource that I really liked. Um, yeah, and if you guys have other ones, send them our way, and we'll put them in the show notes so that yeah, anybody who's cool. listening can access and kind of see what you guys have uh, checked out as well. Absolutely. And I think to um, everybody listening, reach out to us. If you said, hey, I'm an elementary school counselor, middle school, high school, what do you have for this? What resources did you get from the conference with this topic? We are, again, happy to help. Anything mm -hmm. that you guys need, we are here for you. We serve you and we serve to please here at Casca. <laughs> love it. And that's another thing too. I love these conferences because they invite everybody, counselor, educators, admin. We have met a few amazing admin here, all levels, elementary, middle, high, college. It is fantastic. And there, I mean, I remember last year we met some social workers. I mean, Absolutely. so it's not just counselors, it's anyone in mental health that could benefit. Because we're all a team. We all are working for the kids. Well, and it was, so I have to go Shout out to Carolyn Stone. Doctor Stone, I've been crushing on her. Been crushing on her but she was she was talking about the school counselor code of ethics and how they are now um, creating teacher code of ethics, but they're using ASCA's model. Boom! Uh, wow! Everybody's coming to ASCA. Say it, say it one more time for the people in the back. They need to turn up their volume. What code of ethics are they using for the teachers? The school counselor code of ethics. Woo! Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But I mean, why should we have a great code of ethics? So absolutely, I totally see that. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Okay, so, Nick and Alicia, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. So whenever I attend a conference, my favorite thing to do, actually, Dr. Lane, I stole this from her. She would write down her top three things. Like at the end of the conference, what are the top three things that I'm going to, I could do tomorrow if I wanted to things that I'm actually going to implement things that I really want to do. So you don't have to give me three, but think of something that you've learned that you're like, I'm going to do this. This was a really good idea. And Nick, you're at the middle school. So something, it could be middle school related and Alicia, you're at the district level. So you could give us anything. I mean, really and truly just something you've learned, or it could even be, sometimes I learn like brain hacks for my own adult self at a conference that I'm like, I'm going to do that. I learned so much about adulting. Absolutely. Right? Like I'm going to do that. That's fine too, because I know as an educator, I, yes, of course, I want things to make my life easier at my job and more meaningful and you know, all that stuff. But if I can find things that make my life as a whole easier too, heck yeah, sign me up. Well, it's so great too, because as the, as you just asked that question, 
Nick is looking at his notes that he's taken and Alyssa is looking at her notes and I'm looking at my notes on my phone. And I'm like, oh, you too. You need to tell us too. Good God. Fantastic. Because that's the important thing about ASCA in any conference. You walk away with so much. Mm-hmm. So give us okay. a little nugget. Everybody give us a little nugget of information. A little, a little nug. So I love this question because I'm just a processor. And sometimes when you're in these conferences and you're in it so much that you don't really actually get to process everything that you're, you've learned. Um, but a couple things that have stood out to me, number one, um, I love the code of ethics and all the things that they have done to that. And so I really want to talk with the school counselors in my district about them and just everything that they have redone or, I mean, they just have done things like just change small little wordings and added a few things, especially after COVID. So trying to get the word out about that. Um, And then number two would probably be, I went to a session all about attendance and one of their ideas was like that you, it's called, um, basically you focus school counselors instead of focusing on like 70 kids who are struggling with attendance, mm-hmm. you choose 10 and you try not to focus on the ones who are like missing 70 days, but you try to be more preventative and focusing on the ones who maybe are missing five or 10 days. And so, um, they really talked about, especially at the younger age, like middle and, and elementary, like making those connections with parents. And sometimes it's not like um, calling them and saying, hey, you need to get your kid to school, but it's like just calling them and having a conversation about, hey, how can I help you? Like, this is my job to help. I love that. Yes. Because how many times do we get on the phone and like, hey, your kid's not at school? Yes. Why do we do that? That's so not cool. Who wants that call? <laughs> One of the questions that they they um or one of the statements that they made in the um the session was every kid needs a reason to come to school mm-hmm. and so that started making me reflect on like okay what are we actually doing and they said especially first thing in the morning like they need a reason to get up and come to school so it just made me intentionally think about what are some things that I could actually put in place where kids could actually like want to be there or they have to be there first thing in the morning I love that oh can I I have a I'm going to throw this out there. So I worked with a teacher and um, not at the school I'm at currently, but at another school and um, very at risk population. So it is hard to get some of our kiddos to come to school. She did this sounds so silly, but kids were waking up. I mean, they were kids who'd never been to school were coming to school. So every morning, or maybe it was once a week, I don't know. She would spread it out. She would give everybody a tea time not golf. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she would give everybody a, a tea time and you would just come to school. I mean, it wasn't that much, like maybe five minutes before school started or 10 minutes before school started. And she would make you a little cup of caffeine free tea and she would have her little cup of tea. And all she would do was just connect with them. She said, you could bring something, you could bring in a picture to share or a favorite stuffed animal or you could come on your own. You don't have to bring anything at all. I just want to connect with you. And so in that classroom, I mean, they truly were like a family because not only had she connected with each of them, but then she would take all that information and like, oh my gosh, Zoe, you love panda bears. Well, let's tell Brian when he gets here because he loves panda bears too. So so then she's finding ways to connect them in other ways too. And it was just awesome. She does all kinds of cool things. I hope we can get her on the podcast soon, but um, that just sounds silly. The foundation of everything is relationships. It is. And I mean- How much does hot water in a tea bag cost? 
And they're first graders. What first grader wants a hot cup of tea? All of them. They all do. It's <laughs> we all want to sip the tea. Yeah. So, I mean, even something simple like that. I love that. What a great opportunity. Yeah. The last thing that I saw that I really liked um, was I went to a session all about new students. And so they talked about like transitions from like elementary to middle school, middle school to high school. Um, but what I really liked was they talked a lot about like those new students who show up at your door and it's like, what do we do with you? Like they just show up and you got to get them enrolled, you got to get them to school. And so one of the things that I that I do now is I always send out an email, like in introducing the, the student, telling that, like people where they're from. But the thing they made me think about was like they did kind of like an interest survey with them, which survey I know is not a good word right now in Kansas, but it's um, <laughs> okay it's okay they did some like just introductory questions and then they made this like canva poster that they sent out to all of the staff to just kind of introduce the student but also told more about the student so like teachers new teachers could actually like maybe spark conversation or spark connection with them so i felt like that was something that i could take back and do immediately especially absolutely with well and everybody wants to feel a sense of belonging and what a great way of starting that Love that journey. Mm -hmm. All right, Miss Jackson. <laughs> um, actually, speaking of belonging, that was um, not necessarily a huge takeaway, but a fantastic reframe that I am taking away from the conference. So the first day at the Leadership Development Institute, we heard from Dr. Gustavo Balderas, who was the National Superintendent of the Year a few years ago. And he talked a lot about um, equity and another, you know, word that sometimes gets people all in their feelings. Um, but he talked about how the concept that equity is an outcome. And instead of equity, using the word belonging. So think about belonging and inclusion. And who wouldn't want a kid to feel like they belong? And that was a big light bulb moment for me. And I know something that I'm going to take back to um, my district and all the counselors that I support, um, just that the work that we're doing with diversity and inclusion and equity, it's all about belonging. And um, if we can frame it like that, then I don't see how anybody would say no. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Then let's see another one is a book that I did not have on my radar, but it's been mentioned in several sessions I've been in. Um, it's called Anxious Kids, Anxious Parents. And maybe you guys have heard about it, but I had not. And it got rave reviews in several of the sessions that I've been in um, and is appropriate for all grade levels. And um, two, two of the sessions that it was mentioned in, they talked about even doing a parent book club with this book and i thought wow that's a really cool idea and if it's possible you know i'm going to try to see if i can get the books funded somehow so parents wouldn't have to buy them if that's the oh, direction cool. we go so taking away that barrier yeah yeah i you know and i don't know if the book's available in different languages or not but it is on audiobook so that could be an option too for parents who maybe don't have time to um, read or, you know, we do uh, serve and um, support parents that, that struggle with reading also. Um, and then I think the last one is um, a service that ASCA um, has developed for us. It's called, it's an app 
that's called MAP. And it's capital M, capital A, lowercase p, p. Um, and it is, if you search in your um, like Play Store or whatever iPhone, Apple Store, Apple Store. Mm -hmm. has, it's called the Ask a National Model app. And that will let you do um, track your time and do a time analysis from your phone. Cool. Yeah, so you can do it like the second that you're doing things and how, I mean, how many of us, we all have our phones with us probably all the time, but we don't have, you know, our desktop or a piece of paper or anything like that. Um, and there's also applications for ramp in there too. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, you can work on that from both your phone and then there's the desktop um, account that you can log into too. But I thought that app was pretty cool. That is so great. Um, and again, all of these things happen at ASCA in this amazing time that we are here together with, again, over 5,000, yes, 5,000 school counselors and other participants. And I think what I am taking away is all of the information that we've learned is in my notes of my phone. So on the drive back, I'm going to review those. But I think it's all about those connections. And in the Leadership Development Institute, also known as LDI, before the conference, I got to meet my new friend, Lisa. And not only is she a school counselor, but she's an author. And we actually bonded over this podcast because I asked her to be on as a guest. And she was jazzed. She's so pumped. She actually called her supervisor and they were talking about it. I mean, good news travels fast. But then she came and found me a couple days later and handed me this book that she had written. She stated that she br brings five copies and whoever she makes a connection with, she hands them a book and talks to them. And so I had tears in my eyes and we Aww. are now fast friends. Fantastic. So yes, we learn all of these amazing resources, but again, it's all about belonging and feeling good. And man, Lisa, she was my fountain. She recharge my batteries instantly. And I think too, making connections with each other, mm -hmm. even in Kansas, mm -hmm. we found some people that are from Kansas that we didn't even know that were, that was attending here. So we got to connect with them. It is so amazing. So next year for ASCA, it is actually in Atlanta. So mark your calendars. They are going to be sending out emails. And if you sign up now, for your membership during ASCA, you get a $30 discount. So another thing to think about as well, and you can do that online too. Okay, Hannah, we have to get to a session. Okay, you should go there. We're in the middle of ASCA, but we took some time to do this. But before we leave, what's our fun question from the coffee cup mug? Okay, hold on, there. hold on, hold on. I'm gonna call it the tea can. You're talking about tea. Um, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, how fitting is this? What is your favorite thing about your career? Oh, that's a hard one. Favorite thing about your career? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple, but I just love. I, I just love people. I love helping people, serving people. Um, whether it be teachers, whether it be staff members, whether it be parents, whether it be kids, whether it be people in the community, I just, uh, I just love serving people. I know it's very, that's a very generic, but that's, I think that's why most of us got into this profession. So. I think it's great. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. 
Ooh, something different than Nick. Um, I think I would say I love seeing the growth that we get to support in kids. And, and sometimes, honestly, you know, parents and teachers and, you know, just anybody that we work with, but, but most importantly, kids. So yeah. watching them reach a goal, watching them, you know, kids come into high school and maybe no credits in their junior year, but man, they buckle down and they get done. And, um, that's really special to be a part of. Awesome. You guys rule. Okay. So speaking of awesome, yeah. it is his birthday and he wants to do the awesome cheer. Oh <laughs> so, okay. Let's I didn't do it. I wanted to do it. I thought, you, I thought we were going okay. to have And to also it. part of this is pushing Nick out of his box. <laughs> and Mallory doesn't really have a box. No, she doesn't. So I'm pushing Nick out of his box. So we're going to do the awesome cheer. Okay. School counselors, all the listeners, thank you so much for joining in. And remember to be awesome. Here we go. A-W-E-S-O-N-E. Awesome. Awesome. Totally. Don't forget to be awesome. So fun. See you next time. Thank you for kicking it with us today. If you'd like to stay connected, be sure to hit that subscribe button on Spotify or Apple.